In the early 2000s, Rudy Giuliani was mayor of New York City. During his tenure, he unleashed a brutal, some would say, a terrorizing and tyrannical police force on the citizens of New York in an attempt to, quote, clean up crime. So during his time, they had a broken windows approach in which they would arrest people for relatively minor crimes. They would... Uh, round up homeless people, uh, arrest people for walking while black. And during his time, during the harsh crackdown of people, a person named Abner Luima, and I apologize if I mispronounce the name, was tortured unethically by the police department of New York City, as well as two other deaths and a bunch of other sketchy practices. So why do I bring up Rudy Giuliani's 10 years mayor and the NYPD? Well, because I want to use that as a stepping stone to talk about the subject today, which is that the police are ruling us through terror. I think that they are a terrorizing and tyrannical force that in many cases have become an institution drunk with power. And it's interesting to me that very little people actually criticize the police institutions, if you will, in the United States. And I think that's rather telling because why can't we? Nothing should be beyond criticism. So I want to start off with, with what I think the police force is. The thing is that they exist to enforce property rights at the end of the day. They're called to properties in many cases to either remove somebody from premises or arrest you for being there, for trespassing, things of that nature. And that they are part of a machine to collect revenue for the state. And they do this by enforcing largely arbitrary rules. The problem here is that this is completely focused on the working class. In many ways that I've, uh, during my research for this episode, I've seen arguments claim that the police are betrayers to the working class. And, you know, some people even argue that they're not the working class because they are not productive labor, but that's a whole different subject. Um, but yeah, I, I think they do betray the working class poor. Because the thing is, the wealthiest in the society are rarely ever policed in the same fashion that the working poor is. And even in the rare instance in which a wealthy person is being tried for a white-collar crime, which arguably is a lot worse than blue-collar crime, they often get away with it with little consequence or punishment, unless a big spectacle is made of it. It's possible because these wealthy people are the main sources of income for these police departments. The issue is that I don't think the police, as we know them today as an institution, and I'm, I'm being very broad here, um, obviously this is going to vary between townships and states, 
I don't think that they prevent crime in the fashion that they believe they do. Oftentimes, when they enact a policy that is centered to prevent crime before it occurs, it appears in the form of something like stop and frisk, a racially based, motivated, preventative measure. And this doesn't actually solve anything. See, if you are a poor black person living in the inner city and your life has never been having the opportunity to make a living wage because of exploitation in the system and you've been poor your whole life and you are trying to survive and in your most desperate moments you resort to crime and then suddenly the police force these agents of the capital-owning class of people come in to smack you down, to make sure that you know your place as a starving minority in the ghetto. And even worse, it's almost as if you become less human in the eyes of these white, power-hungry police officers because we have a real issue. Far, far too often are black people being shot and murdered by white cops. Far too often for it to be written off as an accident here and there. Almost every time, like clockwork, you could guess that they're going to claim that they thought they had a weapon. But most of the time, it was something benign. It's almost like they murder blacks because they know they'll be able to get away with it. And most of the time they do. And then they wonder why the movement of Black Lives Matter has come up or the Black Panthers before them. I stand fully with those two movements. Because this power structure justifies this violence towards the poor and the weak in society and dehumanizes them and racially baits us into arguments with nonsensical counter-movements like Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter. When all this community people want to know is if black lives matter as much as white lives in the matter. But over and over again have we seen that question answered in the forms of bullets. And I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. So, law enforcement, the whole institution of it, they exist as a force to terrorize lower income people. They don't terrorize the wealthy. And what's worse is that they act as almost parasites to those who actually can make a living. Those they keep alive to drain the wallets from because people working day-to-day in their service industries or production industries actually making commodities worth something at the end of the day. And you have law enforcement in which they don't produce a damn thing. Beating up 
people, hurting people, killing people. There is no value or production or labor behind these actions. It's just another form of exploitation. And when you step outside of all this and look down at all of it, and you realize that the police exist among the rabble. And we're the ones always getting smacked down or oppressed with arbitrary laws of ever increasing of an ever increasing specific nature. And you realize that they're the wealthiest of people who don't even get prosecuted for their crimes are never touched by this institution. You realize that maybe they exist as a form of crowd management of a, of a societal riot police on Reddit doing research for this article among many other sources. I read a poster that made very clear the difference. So I'm going to, I'm going to quote what he said there. He said, if your landlord doesn't fix your shit in a timely manner, if your boss won't pay you in a timely manner, if your school won't respect your disability or gender identity needs, do the police jump to help you? No. If you don't pay the landlord on time, do the police show up to evict you? Yes. If you strike with your fellow workers, will the National Guard show up to force you back to work? Yes. If you walk into the wrong bathroom and somebody complains, will the police come to hassle you? Yes, they will. And I'm paraphrasing some of that for time's sake. The problem here is where the focus of the laws being applied. And the way they do it. You see, they rule us through terror or implied violence or shows of force by implying or actually applying violence either through physical force, arrest, through death, like getting shot, through confinement, like jail, or financial inconvenience by wasting your time and money, which was your lifeblood, through court orders and fines. And this hits poor folks the hardest because it deprives them of a portion of their hard-earned income which is already below the living standard to begin with. What's worse is the attitude that these institutions display. And I thought maybe this is something that only I have experienced, but it gets worse when, you know, the browner you are and where you're at in the country, depending on the majority white rule. They expect almost a different standard of interaction from everyday normal people, as if they're a different class of citizen. As if they're a higher being. They expect total obedience, submission, and restraint, even if there is no crime. You can be completely innocent. He can let you go from that, let's say, traffic ticket. But your attitude better be spot on. You must respect this person. 
And the justification for all of this goes down to they protect us or they put their lives on the line. Bullshit. There are decent cops out there. But that's not the way they make their money by responding to threats. They operate on a guilty until proven innocent mentality through the drug war. Which once again unfairly targets minority communities. They arrest prostitutes and the needy. Those turning to this black market that we have created with our faux wars on everything that we deem unethical in society. People like Michael Brown, Eric Garner, Patrick Dorsmond, they've all been murdered by the police. And most of them have gotten away with it. They only represent the interests of the ruling power and ownership class. They never represent the average interests of the everyday citizen. Yeah, they're there to call when somebody burglarizes your, your, your house. Or if you think someone wants to hurt you. But most of the time they're sitting there behind a tree waiting for you to go five miles above the speed limit and looking for any justification to search your car so they have an excuse to bring you in. And the thing is, they always have to hide. And it causes a culture of paranoia among the commuters in society in this instance. But it's not just commuters. It's it's anybody that has turned to what society deems an unethical lifestyle. They have to hide. Back when interracial relationships were considered immoral and illegal, the police would, in the very real case of the Lovings, bust into their home and arrest them out of the beds that they were sleeping in. And if you think that Ruling through this terror, keeping the public paranoid, is going to result in some sort of respect to that authority figure? You're crazy. Now, I don't want to just complain about the police without offering any solutions because I am not an anarchist to the point where I want to get rid of all the police, but we need to have a serious societal discussion about what kind of power we give to these police officers. If you have an opportunity, you should look into the Stanford prison experiment. And I don't have all the details here with me, but essentially involved students that had to take on the roles of prisoners and, and the other students had to take on the roles of guards and the behavior of the students who were the guards devolved and denigrated into disgusting, tyrannical behavior, drunk with power, where they would humiliate and borderline torture the prisoner students in an effort to make sure they knew who was in charge. It's something we have to really consider when we give this much power and no accountability to the police. Why is it that I don't hear more criticism Coming 
from middle class working white people towards the police? Why is it that we have to rely on the most disenfranchised society to make a difference when they depend on all of us to stand up and make a difference? So here's some of my ideas for solutions. Disarm the police. Unarmed officers, they exist in the United Kingdom and New Zealand. Now, we can make some compromises. We can put shotguns in their vehicles in a resort to emergency, though I would prefer not to. I would prefer actually uh, have the ability to call in a special tactical team in this, the event that there is a terrorist attack occurring in society. Now, most of the time, people say, well, you know, in response to this, this would make it so people would have to die before the, the police were able to bring out lethal force. But that happens anyway. How successful have the police been in stopping school shootings once they began? In Parkland, that security officer did not go in the building. And he was armed. What little good that did. So I would wager that we'd see very little difference in preventing those deaths. But we would see a difference in trigger-happy cops and the reduction of the deaths of poor black people. And speaking of that, I would actually call for anti-racism training and de-escalation training to every officer. I want nationwide standards put upon these people. You have to understand you are not better than the society that you exist in. That you exist at society's whim, not the other way around. And we need to make sure they don't exist just to serve the owners of property. That the protect and serve is not going to be some sort of a sham. That reading or rights is not going to be some sort of a, a archaic fashion of reading principles that don't exist anymore. I would call for a penalty law in which if you commit a crime or you're caught committing a crime as a police officer, if your sentence is doubled because you're supposed to be an officer of the law that's protecting and serving. I want mandatory training seminars and community service and volunteer work with members of the community they serve in as part of their job. That way, since they're so bored and they're tasked with, with, with preying upon the working poor for what little income they have. If they're that bored, send them to work in the communities through charity. I would increase community policing in an effort to reduce the amount of members of that community being murdered. And along those lines, I would also oblige the officers to live in the community in which they work. Now, this may already be being done in some instances, and I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, perfect or an expert in this field. I would repeal most arbitrary laws that are used to terrorize the working class and minority citizens. And finally, I would restructure the police force in this country as a force of response to help people in need. And not as a tool of harassment or terror for the wealthiest in society. Now, 
even with all these measures put into place, this would not solve the issue overnight. Because the issue is systemic. Unless we get more worker co-ops, this will never change. Because the issue is the owners of property. And that they are the guards of that property. And that we are seen as slaves or expendable, if you will, to these people in power. This will never change unless we destroy the source of that power. We need more workers' rights. That needs to be done first. And with workers' rights, we need to demand better wages. So that we can reduce poverty. Because anybody that tells you that this is some some sort of bullshit IQ reasoning. Or that they've got themselves into this mess. They're disingenuous. And in some cases, flat out evil. The issue is always follow the money. The issue is poverty. It's always poverty. You want to fight crime? Fight the poverty. End the drug war. It's a failure. And stop arresting and incarcerating people for nonviolent crimes. A woman who is so desperate to turn to prostitution, being arrested for doing so, for trying to make some money. And that doesn't look poorly upon her, in my opinion. That is a sad display for society that we've let this happen. That we don't give a shit about each other enough. That we don't demand better wages. That we don't demand a more public ownership of property of the means of production in this country. That we're still indulging in nonsensical wars on drugs. That we don't hold these police that murder blacks accountable for their actions harder than we already do. And I would argue we don't hold them that hard to these standards. This needs to stop. This episode was meant to criticize the police force as we know them today. They operate like thugs as parasites on those that make the actual wealth and value in society. The working class. But the police exist as a tool for the system that already exists in place. So fight systemic racism and fight crony capitalism and corruption. In another episode, I want to focus on another idea on how to fight poverty. And I hope that you'll come back to listen to that. So this theme will continue. But that's all I have to say on this subject. If you have anything to add or you want to tell me I'm wrong, feel free to message me and let me know. And I will address it. Otherwise, I thank you for listening. I'm Nick and I'm your host. Thank you.